Welcome back to the castle of Gretchen Hexenkopf. Episode 28. Forging an Age of Gloom. As Oz wanders lost in the castle, Hazel continues her search for the fairy. She's checked many rooms already. The library, the greenhouse, the room of stopped clocks, and the room with the village of card houses, in which she also notices several piles of small, used bells. Bells that had been shaken to the point of disrepair. This leads her to assume that it's likely a room occupied by Snook the Fool. And now she's searching the room of mirrors. She checks and double checks every inch of the room, searching for wherever it is the fairy's being held. Hazel can never be sure if she's checked behind every mirror since her own reflection and the reflections of reflections and the reflections of those ad infinitum keep distracting her. In fact, the room's making her quite discombobulated. She steps from the room of mirrors and back into the corridor to get her bearings when she recognizes someone looking even more discombobulated than she does. It's Oz, looking as he always does, lost. Oz? He whirls around, relieved (sighs) to see Hazel's familiar face. Hazel, it's you. Where are you going? I'm going before Snook the Fool. You mean you're going after Snook the Fool? Did you see which way he went? What would you want with Snook the Fool? I don't want anything with him. I want his lock. His lock? That's a funny thing to be after. Ugh. I'm sorry. My mind is all nice and tidy. You mean your mind is a mess? We have to find Snook. He has the, um, the... Oz gestures the act of using a key. Where are the others? They're in the dungeon. The thought of her orphan brothers in a witch's dungeon is as comforting as a cold pot of sludge, especially since they'd come into the Crimson Forest for her chased goblins for her, stormed a witch's castle for her. She won't let them spend one more moment in the dungeon than they have to. Hazel grabs Oz's shoulders to make sure he hears both of the following words clearly. Keep up. Where are we going? Back to the observatory. And then she darts off down the corridor, Oz right behind her, actually keeping up. In the observatory, Gretchen Hexenkopf continues conspiring with Boggart, Slaggart, and Eek. Snook the Fool fiddles and fidgets at her side, (laughs) and the newly turned goats, Mr. and Mrs. Brickbuckle, wander around the space scavenging for snacks. Oz and Hazel sneak close and watch the conspiracy unfold. The blood moon is imminent. So it is. How many orphans fill the Cobbler's Gulch Orphanage for boys and girls? Um, 
The goblins huddle together to talk inventory. They aren't particularly adept when it comes to numbers. They count on their fingers and toes, but confuse themselves when they count some warts, but not others. Their incompetence wears on Gretchen's patience. There should be nothing but orphans in Cobbler's Gulch. That's almost the case, Gretchen, but a few still... I want them all! Silly, silly, silly goblin. Forging an age of gloom doesn't require just enough. And with those words, Gretchen Hexenkopf's face morphs and contorts into a hideous... Ah! Horrendous hag. <laughs> completely in time with the measures and beats of her rage. Each venomous word spoken darkens and jades her skin, grays her lips, gnarls her hair, and hunches her back. She has that face you've probably seen in your nightmares. And if you haven't seen it yet, you will now. Oh, you certainly will now. Foraging an age of gloom requires every hair on every orphan's head, every tongue from every orphan's mouth, and every drop of blood pumping through every orphan's rotten little heart. As she catches her breath, her color returns and her posture straightens. Beautiful and bewitching once again. That is how an age of gloom is forged. Terrified, the goblins back against the wall. Snook does the same, but less out of fear and more out of reverence and amusement. And the goats just wander around the room in a dither, bleeding horribly. (coughs) If this blood moon passes, and I have to wait another three years... Do you have any doubts as to what, or rather, who, will be filling my cauldron? Snook! Wrangle this cursed livestock and get it out of my sight. The fool reaches into his pocket and pulls out two lengths of tattered rope. He ties them into leashes and tethers the goats, which takes a few attempts. Just as he has one goat, the other rams him in a fanny, and while Snook manages, or mismanages, the goats, Hazel and Oz slip back into the corridor. He'll be coming this way. Where's the key? It's outside his pocket. You mean inside his pocket? No, wait, uh, yes. Along with a bunch of other odds and ends, dice, teeth, fingers, playing cards, spears. Wait. Did you say playing cards? Hazel thinks back to the room with the village of card houses. The care and placement of each card in the room suggests not only patience and skill, but crazed obsession. Do you have your deck? A Widdershin Wayfarer always carries his tarot, even if he doesn't know what it's for. I know what it's for. Hazel takes Oz by the hand and whisks him away to the room with the village of card houses. Thanks for listening. On the next Cobbler's Gulch, Bleeding Cards. In the meantime, you probably took notice that Gretchen Hexenkopf is forging an age of gloom. And it might seem terrifying, but the truth is, there's always an age of gloom on the horizon. Catastrophes and calamities, cataclysms and crises, mishaps and meltdowns, whammies and double whammies, fractured bones and a bloodied nose. 
broken hearts and severed toes. This world is designed to thump us in all kinds of ways. And if you know as much, and if you make peace with as much, you'll be calm enough and cool enough to do something about it. Which is how you turn an age of gloom into an age of glee.